penis for dinner again. Mom. We've made it to the second movie in the Eating Out series, subtitled Sloppy Seconds. So tonight on the Gay Anarchist Yoga and Erotic Cooking Association, we're about to find out if there's still some flavor left in this juice. But when you're lazy and don't want to cook, you have to depend on some leftovers to tide you over until you get back on your feet. And luckily, I have a few that haven't met their expiration date yet. First up, she can really wear that Tupperware. It's Amelia! Hi, my name's Amelia, and my favorite leftovers are my best friend Sloppy Seconds. Hey! hey. And I can be found at the Nefarious Navigator on Instagram. Uh, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna turn my fan off because I forgot to do that. Next up, Tinfoil Can't Contain Them. It's my <laughs> crippling insecurities about being a failure in every aspect. <laughs> Finally, you don't need to microwave them when they're already that hot. It's Ro. Hi, everybody. My name is Ro. You can find me on Twitch at SusQueenRo. And I am that awkward last third of chicken fried steak and potatoes in the back of your fridge because you went out for Sunday lunch and ordered the chicken fried steak. And it was a little bit bigger than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> so to recap... That's it. <laughs> So to recap what we thought about the last film, it had some good jokes and ideas, but it was ultimately a pass for Amelia and Ro. And now is the part where we say if you haven't seen this movie, go and watch it and come back if you want, because we're about to get plot on this mother. Eating Out 2 is a semi-continuation of the first film with a few minor changes. First off, Caleb is retconned, gone, and also a jerk, which allows Tiffany and Gwen to bury the hatchet that was apparently there, and now they're friends. Mark and Kyle are having troubles as Mark moves out of their house to go sleep with other people. Kyle, who was studying music, is now taking a life drawing class coincidentally with Gwen and Tiffany when they all eye the new nude model, Troy. I mean, let's be fair, just real quick. Mark wasn't just going out and sleeping with other people. He was pre-cheating, specifically pre-cheating, <laughs> which is apparently I, a thing that gay people do. <laughs> it is totally a thing I have done, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that at all. Um, Who hasn't pre-cheated at one point? Pre-cheating, by the way, is that thing where you know your relationship is on the outs and you, like, go and you, like, line up all, like, the prospective partners that you've been eyeing during your relationship. Because that's a thing, apparently. It's where you go visit the dick farm (laughs) when your relationship is ending. And you're like, okay... You're, you're my new side piece, 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 you're... <laughs> and from this moment, things get complicated because Kyle wants to sleep with someone hot before Mark does to boost his own self-esteem. So he has to pretend that he is, uh, that he has converted to being straight to seduce Troy with the help of Tiffany, who acts as his beard. Meanwhile, Mark is also trying to get Troy, but by trying to get him to embrace his, trying to get him to embrace his gay side instead. Mark, of course... Gets the closest, getting to the sex with Troy, but in a nice callback to the first film, when he's receiving oral, he can't enjoy it because he realizes this isn't the person he actually wants. Aww. No. So sweet. Because of this, Troy overhears everything that's going on, goes over to Kyle's place, pretends that he wants to throw with Kyle and Tiffany, only to get Kyle to eat out Tiffany. That's that's the movie. Um, humiliating himself and then... Uh, and then everything comes out. 
And then the movie remembered it still had some time to fill, so decided to make a statement about conversion therapy groups, humiliating the closeted leader of the group, and then all is forgiven. Tiffany ends up with Troy, Gwen embraces voyeurism through life drawing, and Colin Mark makeup. The end. So... I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie. I so, would say the the major difference between this movie and the first one is this one has, like, real-life peen in the first five minutes. I shit you not. It sure does. <laughs> like, they really were not beating around the metaphorical bush with this one. Or the actual bush. <laughs> So this movie I... reuses uh, a lot of ideas from the first movie, but I'm going to go ahead and say that some of the criticisms y'all had were seemingly addressed. So do you feel satisfied with this kind of sort of redo? Uh-huh. Uh... I, I was a fan. I like it, this... but some of the sex scenes are really awkward. But I think that that was done on purpose, though. I like, mean, this yeah. Felt... <laughs> This felt more, you know, tongue-in-cheek, like, whereas the other one, it, I don't know, the the ones in the last movie made me cringe a whole lot more. <laughs> I will say, this movie had a production budget, and that's yeah. a major plus. Um, yeah, it had been stolen, it, so. <laughs> they... <laughs> this movie also had a lot of, like, minor characters that were way, way, way more developed, and uh, memorable yeah. than the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Octavio. They did, a, they did a... Yeah. Octavio, bless his heart. Oh. Like, even if you don't know their names, you remember, like, the teacher. Uh, you mm. remember uh, goth girl, goth lesbian girl, you know. It's like, they're memorable characters that were really well-developed. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the first film, you had... Um, old guy who played piano with Don't Mark. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and in this movie, instead of old guy who plays piano with Mark, you get art teacher who has um, seemingly never done a nude life drawing class before <laughs> and is just way too into it. <laughs> so, yeah, you... There's some there's some character growth there. He felt more human. I, I agree with that. I think a lot of the side characters felt more human, and that was something that was definitely missing. And, like, the first one just had very two-dimensional characters. Like, there wasn't much susten- substance even to the main characters, really. I also think the first film really stumbled with its pairings. Um, because, like... Uh, I I'm I'm not gonna like shock anyone when I say I still don't like Kyle, uh, but he's a much better character when paired with someone like Tiffany as opposed to Caleb to play off of. Cause right. Like, cause because like, they're both yeah. kind of trying to be that larger than life version of the type of character that they are, and Caleb was just like a hot guy who is really kind of uncertain about what he was doing there. (laughs) Yeah. Although I do want to know what exactly uh, 
how exactly Caleb turned sour because it was just kind of pretty bland in the first movie. Like, how we did ta- they just we talked write him some... off? We talked about like, him being oh, submissive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how about that roommate that just up and left <laughs> Right. For well, some Tiffin- reason? <laughs> Tiffany and Gwen both called him, like, an asshole. So, like, he did something wrong. But I don't know what. I think... <laughs> One of this, another thing that I really appreciate about this movie is the fact that they actually have them in a university setting. Yeah. Because the first movie, they're like, oh, yeah, we're university students. And they're like out in the middle of the desert somewhere, which is <laughs> not saying much because Nato and I both went to school out in the middle of a desert. But, <laughs> um, you know, at least our school was located in the middle of some semblance of civilization, you know. Well, and I think, I think, you know, like, yeah, you can have, like, a university in the middle of the desert somewhere, but, like, the first movie didn't have a university at all. Like, yeah, y'all were talking about it, you know? (laughs) So, uh, y'all were kind of, if memory serves correctly, uh, y'all were actually saying, you know, it was probably a good thing that that they didn't show them, like, in an actual university settings last week. Um, I don't think the first movie was equipped to handle that sort of situation. Yeah. In that sort of setting and all those extras, you know. Yeah. But. <laughs> Let's talk about the other big change between the movies before we move on to uh, some of the characters and stuff like that. Although this is about one of the characters. Um. So, Mark got recast. Yeah. Yeah, Mark he did. did get recast. He's uh, much more of an equal when it comes to plotting and execution to Kyle this time around instead of just being a uh, horny hot guy. Um, and, he, and to be honest, like to me, he <laughs> finally seems confident enough that he can have any guy that he wants <laughs> instead of just like being eye candy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Although, I still don't understand why Kyle is sort of pigeonholed as the unattractive dude who will never have another shot. Yeah. I really, I really, I honestly really don't. I mean, this movie is filled with hot people. <laughs> why are we calling, why are we calling hot people ugly? This no make no sense in my brain (laughs) isn't that always the case with like hollywood though like look at she's all that for example oh yeah like oh this is the unattractive person (laughs) really (laughs) like (laughs) this is the standard we're going with here i'm fucked (laughs) right just wait to like there's this movie called a home at the end of the world that is just so uh laughable in my in my opinion because it wants you to believe that Colin Farrell is so ugly that he's a virgin when he's like in his late twenties, early thirties. Colin, okay. Colin freaking Farrell is. <laughs> I, I I hate that movie so much I can't even. Um, can we just talk a little bit about Mink Stoll? Because if you don't know who Mink Stoll is, Mink Stoll was uh, basically 
I think the only actress who appeared in all of John Waters movies. Um, she basically became a queer icon because of John Waters and has appeared in numerous uh, uh, independent gay films. And she is the mother in this one. And boy, is she a contrast to Caleb's mother in the first one. <laughs> right? Right. Caleb's family in the first movie is so white bread, and when you, and when you compare, like there honestly is no comparing white bread to mink stole. Like, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Yeah, she just comes into this movie with like guns a blazing, <laughs> and she even um, has the most. She she's so happy when her son is straight, and then she realizes that all the moms she likes about her I'm gonna be son. a grandma. <laughs> Just gone. Uh, just gone. and she's so happy when he's gay she has her it's, own mini she has her own so mini arc and she's only in three scenes of it's this so movie funny. Cause she supports him for being gay but then when he's straight she's like okay that's cool and then when he's gay again she's like okay that's cool too <laughs> I mean <laughs> what Mink Soul is the best mother we've seen on in this podcast and probably will be the best mother we will see in this entire podcast. And yes. are you sure? And I'm sorry I'm sorry Tanner. Are you sure it's not the mom from running with scissors? I'm sorry I mean... Tanner Cohen, but the best twinkle word goes to Mink Stoll. Um... No. No, how could you do my boy Tanner Cohen like that? Because he didn't take, he didn't contact us for the award, so it's going to make stalkers. Tanner Cohen is an Instagram angel. <laughs> you keep his name out your mouth. Um, so returning characters who got a big boost, um, Tiffany. Tiffany, oh my Tiffany. god, Tiffany. Yeah. She went from becoming a pair of tits in a movie to like a fully fledged character. My goodness. I thought that the was thing, very nice to see. The things that the writers did for Tiffany in this movie. There is a lot of not a, not just not even like retconning, but it's just expanding and reevaluating of the characters. And I really appreciate that. Except for Kyle. Kyle's still an asshole. Um yeah, it's Kyle like they sucks. realized that they had misused her in the first movie they... or something <laughs> because the change is like night and day. Yeah. I think my favorite part of Tiffany is in the first movie, there's just the slightest glimpse of empathy at the dinner party where she's talking about how uh, she made Caleb gay, but she can turn him back. Like she, the tiniest, like just minutest bit of regret, you know, for her actions. And in this one, she is legitimately helping a guy uh, that she, for all intents and purposes, just barely knows hook up with a straight bisexual just because she thinks it's hot. I mean... And also because she kind of thinks that she also will also have a chance for it. I mean, 
the way they the way they did Tiffany in this movie makes me happy, cause, like she wasn't like the butt of any jokes. Honestly, mm. she's like, yeah, I'm th- I'm the slutty character. I'm I'm gonna make the slutty jokes, but you know what? I'm gonna be confident as the slutty character. I'm going to portray this character like there's nothing wrong with it, you know? Right. What is it? What is that line that she said when they were trying to figure out Troy's sexuality? My God, it was the funniest. It's in. It's in it. an enigma, fucking a riddle, fucking a mystery. I'm like, yes. Get oh it. yeah, I forgot Get about it, that Tiffany. line. Get it, Tiffany. Like they gave her such great lines. This is why she's the de facto official like mascot for this series. <laughs> On the opposite end of the Tiffany scale, we have Gwen, uh, who kind of plays Kyle possibly as a little bit of revenge, even with the wink saying that you know Kyle used to be gay, which is a callback to Kyle telling her that Caleb was gay. Uh, but she also makes sure Mark knows exactly what's going on because best friends plot together. And I kind of I kind of like that she's both setting the plot into motion while kind of screwing over basically the person who ultimately screwed her over. It's it's bitter as fuck and I love it. I love it. Um if I I wrote this in my notes um if eating out one was the parent trap, eating out two is the parent trap, but the parents get together, like, pretend to get together so that the kids will get along. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. They, I, I lulled, they, I lulled at that note. <laughs> they took the entire plot of the first movie and just said, okay, but what if backwards? <laughs> and made Gwen the impetus. <laughs> This is kind of this is kind of you know just like, what if the shoe is on the other foot, kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I kind of like. Um, but the uh, object of desire in this movie is Troy, and the first thing that I just want to say is that if the first movie honestly had Kyle and Mark going both going after Caleb, I think. I would have liked the plot more in it because yeah, both, of, both of them going after this one makes for a bunch of more interesting aspects of the plot. Troy is this movie's corn boy. Like, tell me I'm wrong. Like he, he, he's he so just, hot. He, he can just, make me some pop. He just came in from the countryside and he's really hot and he's really horny and he's really confused and it's kind of all about him. <laughs> Even though it's not really at all. Like, is is Troy a MacGuffin? Because, like, everybody wants him and he only exists to move the story forward. <laughs> I'll say this. If nothing else, he is a McGriddle because I want Ooh. him even though he's bad for me. I tell, you, I tell you what I want is Troy's McRibs on my face. <laughs> Troy also, there's this moment where, like, uh, Gwen, Tiffany, and and uh, Kyle all see, like, Troy for the first time, and they're all, like, horning out over him. 
And to mm-hmm. me, Troy looks like Caleb. I'm like, this makes way too much sense because they were all way too into Caleb. And so some guy who looks vaguely like Caleb comes along. They're like, oh my God, he's so hot. Do my butt kind of thing. They you have know? a type, which is yeah. a thing in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that scene that scene when Mark and was talking to Troy and he's like, it's a good thing everybody has types. I was like, oh my God, please shut up. <laughs> please shut up. Dwell. You were doing such a good job at making me like you, and then you said that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um. Let's talk about... So I think let's one talk of the about low... something else. <laughs> I think one of the low points of this film... So, to reiterate... Was not a huge fan revisiting the phone sex scene of the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I and in this film we have I don't mm, because you know sequels have to have more. So we really only had the phone sex scene and maybe technically like the car sex scene, but that was more like a joke. Right um, in the first film. And I guess, like, the after credit scene, but that was just, like, a cock tease. And the opening scene. Oh, yeah, and the opening scene. Well, that wasn't... That was... Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> in in this movie, we have... Uh, we have a scene where Kyle is teaching Troy how to the cunnilingus using fingers, oh, which is... My- God, the most awkward, sexy, so cringe. I hated it. I hated it. And it's not because they were simulating non-gay sex acts, because I have no problem with that. But the (laughs) fact that they were doing it so awkwardly and like, you could tell that the whole scene was arranged to make it feel as awkward as possible because that was kind of the trendy thing to do with indie movies and I, rom-coms. Was um, it? Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, like, my finger on the fast forward button the whole time, like, please just make this end. <laughs> I'm just going to say... embarrassment was, was real. The only thing I could think of during the entire scene is... Neither one of them knows where the other's fingers have been. Right. And that's very worrisome, especially when you're putting, like, your tongue over it. Like, especially um, in these, the COVID interns. If this was, like, this is the... What if this was the only sex act you could do during COVID that was safe? But only after you wash your hands. They did not get up to wash their hands. They were watching the game, and then, you know, it happened. A Um, game. Not specified game. game. Sports, a game sports of, ball. A game of sports ball. I uh, know that they were losing uh, with by twenty points with twenty seconds to go or something though. You know, <laughs> maybe it was basketball. basketball. And then, and then after this, because Mark is the hot one, as we all know, because reasons. Mark actually gets um, to actually, I guess, like have uh, sex with 
this is so hard to say for me because it's not hmm, it's so uh gwen is a voyeur which makes sense for her character given that you know in the first in the first movie she got off to basically phone sex um and and sort of like instructing caleb what to do uh it was really hot to her and also i think there was a thing where she was talking about how she enjoyed hearing the details of like mark's sex stuff i will stand by my statement from the last episode that gwen would make a very good dom mm-hmm. so hard agree so Gwen's thing now is that Gwen, who is actually surprisingly really good at life drawing, um, decides to draw Troy and Mark to basically give Mark the, pardon the language, the edge uh, against uh, Troy being with Kate, with Kyle. And uh, then after, and so she's going to take pictures of them and then her camera's memory card is full. She needs to go dump her picture. She leaves them in a very suggestive pose. They end up having sex together um, with Mark, get it with Mark sucking off uh, Troy. And then when Troy tries to suck off Mark, Mark can't do it because he looks over at a picture of Kyle and realizes that Kyle is, for some reason, is the love of his life. Um, Gwen's like, I'm going to be in my room with my door closed. I'm like, you liar. (laughs) You liar. You've been talking this whole movie about how you want to watch two dudes get it on. And you're telling me when there's two dudes getting it on on your living room couch, you're going to sit in your room with your door closed. You liar. So, this is the thing, is that technically Mark won. Um, not that it was I a mean, competition, but he won. Uh, <laughs> I think actually Tiffany won, because she actually, got the guy though, in the end. It's true. Because <laughs> Tiffany won, because not only did she get the guy, she got the arrangement. She got the guy, and she taught him how to eat out. Um, yeah, right? But, uh, so... I don't know. Like I'm, I'm okay with the Mark sex scene because I like posing more than I like, you know, just like uh, give give it to me, give me that funk kind of stuff. Uh huh. Um, and so like that was a lot more interesting. And also, I will give it to them; they showed a lot more of the bodies in this one. Because yes, our, they did. Because if oh, I yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the other thing, the other big change between this and eating at one, is for the primary sex scene, we only basically saw pectorals up. Yeah. And in eating at two, we saw a lot more of what was going on. I mean, we didn't see it all, but it was pretty darn close. We saw enough. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I saw enough after I, the, the finger licking scene. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it was not finger licking good. But it, it, was... <laughs> it all, it, it was all, it all got better from there. <laughs> Honestly. I mean. <laughs> Watching Kyle and Tiffany trying to engage with each other in a sexual situation made up for everything. It's like Kyle's punishment. <laughs> it's like good. Like they each spend a the... whole 
30 seconds sucking Troy's lips off. <laughs> then they peck each other on the lips and they're like, okay, back to Troy. <laughs> I think the best thing in this entire series is just Tiffany's face while she's pushing Kyle down. <laughs> and she's just like, yep. <laughs> this is happening. You better get, get down there and do your business. <laughs> Tiffany goes for it, and I respect the hell out of her for it. It is my. It is possibly my favorite uh, uh, moment in the entire series, and I'm glad I got to show it to y'all before we all get canceled. Um, for real, though, <laughs> Tiffany is the friends you... Tiffany is the friend you want to share a lie with because she will go balls to the wall in and like commit. Um, So um, I think this movie brings up a really important fact that is often overshadowed in a lot of movies. And that is anti uh, anti gay and uh, gay conversion groups are really, really bad at making banners um because uh let me tell you while i do appreciate some of the visual gags that were in the anti-gay group uh like there was like a just a x over this like picture of like uh queer uh icons like billy jean keen um they cannot i i saw their banners they cannot make a banner for shit um they this is this is why gays are important because gays can make banners. Yeah. You think they would have? You think they would have gotten a graphic design student in there or something? But no. Someone from the life drawing class. <laughs> Somebody from the life drawing. Well, they did get someone from the life drawing class to do the banners for the end. <laughs> Those were a lot better. <laughs> um, um. So I. One of the things that I think is kind of typical of the time period are these was the kind of bit about how these ex-gay people are just like not so secretly repressed homosexuals yeah because the whole ex-gay meeting they're like oh yeah i i i get i went on a date with the girl and then we we made out oh yeah you made out how was that how did that feel for you? <laughs> that was such a funny scene to me. Oh yeah, did you get hard? What was that like? <laughs> <laughs> Next time you yeah. have to let show her me, get to, show, sec- to third base with you. Yeah, show me on your body how she touched you. <laughs> oh right, oh, especially was- <laughs> on the chest. <laughs> I do feel like there is a, a missed opportunity. This is a slight spoiler for the next movie. Um, I really feel like the next movie should have followed Octavio. Um, yes. Octavio is great. The he best, was such Octavio, a great character. Octavio didn't deserve what he ended up with. Although, no. I will say... Um, when it okay to me the sexiest thing in this movie is when Octavio is all up on Kyle and he's like I won't take no for an answer and Kyle's like no and Octavio's like okay and then he walks away <laughs> like he kisses Kyle on the cheek and he walks away I was like yeah yeah Octavio is right, great Octavio. Octavio is a pure pure cinnamon roll who's too good for this movie <laughs> sweet angel sweet angel Octavio. 
the best. Um, although I think in my notes, like, uh, uh, I kept, I had a real, I had a problem with that scene. And this is, this says more about me than it does about the movie. Um, the door was open during this entire thing. <laughs> and so like my notes were just, the door is open. Anyone can walk by. The door is open. <laughs> And that really got to me because it's just like, you know, I I can get behind lying and saying you're straight to try and get with a dude. Um, I as one get, does. <laughs> I I can get behind, you know, uh, faking that you have a girlfriend and lying as to your one mother does. and lying to your mother. Um, and, you know, I can even get behind <clears throat> licking fingers shit in the form of a V and saying it's a vagina. I cannot get with having sex with the front door open. I'm sorry. That's a hard no for me. The back door, yes, but, like, the front door, no, sir. Um... Yeah, kind of risky. You don't know who's going to walk a... by or who's going to walk in. I kept, I honestly kept expecting that to turn into a joke of, um, what's his name? The leader of the ex-gay group? Seth or Sean J- or Jacob? Whatever. Jacob, yeah. <laughs> Seth? <I> can... Sean? <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> yeah, you know, that guy. Um, but yeah, I, I kept thinking, like, it was going to be a part of it. Like, he was going to walk through the open door that was open there like, for anyone to see what was happening. Like, what if they had ordered like, Domino's? You're not, you're not an ex-gay at all. Right. I thought that was, was going to be where that was going. <laughs> what if they had ordered Domino's? You know, like, Domino's drivers get, like, enough abuse. Like, the last thing they, well... Depending on the one, the last thing most of them want to see is just like, you know, full on. Well, I guess it depends on the Domino's driver. I take back that. Um, (laughs) It might be one Domino driver's lucky day. You never know. (laughs) That we'll save that for the third movie because that would be a three way. Um, Oh, I think it's time for us to move on to just desserts as we sum everything up. So, Amelia, did this movie make you ask for seconds or just decide to fast? This one actually made me ask for seconds. I would watch this again. With pleasure. Crippling insecurities. Did this movie make... Okay, you don't have to answer. I'm sorry I bothered you. (laughs) <laughs> Ro, did this movie so make you for laughing? <laughs> Ro, did this movie make you want to question how a college can sustain itself with only about twenty students, or declare yourself a theater major? Ah, uh, I declared myself a theater major long ago, NATO. <laughs> that question won't work on me. <laughs> Honestly. I think... I think if both you, if, you the... if you feel like watching the first movie, watch this one instead because it's basically the same but better. I mean, <laughs> it's... I honestly, 
as far as content is concerned, you know, it's questionable, but you know, um, you, you got sort of good by representation. I honestly think Ah, both of the questions I I think both of the questions (laughs) I gave you apply to our college. Um, (laughs) anyway, that's what we think. But if you've seen this movie or into watching it later, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience with it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Gankapod. That's G-A-Y-E-C-A-P-O-D. While you're there, why not suggest a movie for us to watch in the movie? We're always looking for suggestions. We can't wait to experience more movies with you. Hooray! Be sure to join us next time for a three-way as we watch Eating Out All You Can Eat. Later. Bye! Honestly, honestly, Gwen seems like she would be really fun to have in the bedroom. Just saying. Bye.